All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chai in Our 20s. My name's Pallavi. Hey, everyone. It's Sharon. And today we are excited because we have a special guest, guest plural, um, joining <laughs> us today. So we will dive into that a little bit. But in the meantime, um, this week, we are tra- like honestly transitioning to fall, I'd say. So fall clothing has slowly started coming out. Um, I'm realizing that my fall outfits are not up to par. I realized this year I got a lot of like cute summer fits mm-hmm. and I am lacking in the fall department. Oh, so no. We're what gonna, do you want to go gonna... for? Like, what's your aesthetic? Like, are you in a Ritzia aesthetic? Are you going for like a leather jacket, grunge aesthetic? Are you trying to like mix and match? Are you going for like cozy vibes? Like, what is the vision here? Probably a mix and match. I'm definitely trying to like own my like business casual type of fall vibes, Ooh. maybe. Um, but also cozy. I can't, you can't go wrong with cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a pop of color here and there because I'm realizing. As soon as fall comes, like I, it's for some reason I get rid of all my color, which is fair, which is fine. But I do want to find something where I can have a little bit of pop of color here and there, um, just to uplift the mood a little. But I once read this article that talked about how like the obsession over the past couple of years with like neutrals, like neutral colors, actually comes from a mindset of like colonization. And I don't know if the article was reaching, but I think it was like very interesting to talk about how we're afraid of maximalism, we're afraid of color and how it's like disregarded or seen as unprofessional sometimes. But I think I make it a point to have a pop of color. Like even if I'm wearing like the most basic outfit, like today you can see, I have like a pop pop of color color. in my headband. I'm like, I love a headband. Um, There's like fun ways that you can incorporate style and color into your outfits. And it doesn't always have to be like wearing the brightest color. So that's just like a fun aside. I don't know how true the article was, and I can't, do not know where it is, but I just want to say that I read it, and you can choose to believe me or not. I mean, part of me actually genuinely does, but I like that's the thing. I was like, I really used to be like shying away from color, especially with like my, like I don't know, I was trying to figure out what colors work with my skin color, things like that. And then this summer, truly, I owned like just wearing color, and I loved it. You I did. was like, you know what? Yeah. So I was like, I want to try and find a way to kind of incorporate that as we get into fall and winter. I'm paying attention to a little bit more and I brought it up with one of my friends as we were like on the TTC and then I was just like looking around and I was like man all the color that everyone's wearing is just gone it's disappeared <laughs> granted like I get it everyone's like jackets are pretty much neutral color jackets and stuff like that but if there's a way of just not everyone like, I have a yeah, bright right. pink hot pink you're jacket right. everybody knows you're right but I'm glad that we're talking about color and like that creativity around our wardrobe because the guests that we have on today are really cool people who custom make uh, clothing. They started out with sneakers and they have a really cool story in terms of how they customize things and how they use like paints, right? And their journey in terms of like meeting together, becoming friends, starting this thing um, and all the amazing things that they've accomplished. So this is right online with what we'll be talking about shortly. Exactly, so um, their name, are Dakai Customs and the co-founders are um, Abhishek and Koshi. So we will be like Pulvi said, introducing them very soon. Um, And before we get into that though, Pulvi, what are you sipping on today? Okay, I have something to say. 
because <laughs> I was sipping on something different when we recorded the next part of the conversation that you'll hear, which was the interview. This is being recorded at a different time. So at that time I was drinking, yes, a city seltzer soda and other fun flavor, which by the way, Sharon tried because she visited me for my birthday weekend. Uh, but today we are drinking because we need to study. We need to not bunk out of school. <laughs> today I'm sipping on a half sweet blonde espresso grande iced toasted vanilla shaken espresso I was like well you are not playing today if you said blonde roast I have not had my caffeine yet but um so during the time of when we recorded it I did get a drink I just couldn't open it because it was one of those like bottle cap openers so I'll save that one for our next one mm -hmm. um but I will talk about the drink that Halvi allowed me to try, which is the City Seltzer. And I can't remember the flavor. You're going to have to remind me again. I think black currant and vanilla and one more thing, but I forget. But it was like I remember a there was flavor. like a berry. I was like, it was like, yeah. I remember the B and the B for the blackberry something. Um, I understand the hype. It was so good. It was so refreshing. It's what you needed. And I recommend it. So it's good. So thank you for oh sharing that with me. All right. Let's head over to our conversation. And yeah. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> see you there. So today we have two special guests with us. Um, we have Koshi and Abhi, and they are the co-founders of, of uh, Dakai, which essentially, from what I know, because we're going to dive into it, <laughs> um, is that they make art with shoes and they're super unique to their clients. Um, just a quick little background though. Um, I did meet them back in, I want to say February. I can't remember. Um, they were showcasing their piece for raw artists in Canada. And I was there supporting one of my other friends and I ran into their booth as well. And honestly thought that they were very cool and dope people and the work that they're doing is very unique. So this is why they're here and we are going to have them introduce themselves. Yeah, for sure. Hey, my name's uh, Koshi or my name's Daniel Koshi, but I prefer to go by Koshi and Oh, my name is, yeah, sorry, I thought we were going more. Um, my name is uh, Abhi, or Abhi Sheikh. Um, I'm the other co-founder of the Kai Customs. Uh, yeah. So maybe walk us through individually first your journeys before you met each other and started Dakai Customs. So maybe we'll have you both kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves, like pre-startup and then post-startup. I'm a very hands-on person. So I did um, engineering, chemical and bio and back. Uh, I thought that was the way to go because I was super into Legos. Um, clearly uh, was not was not something, I don't know, I'm always always on the creative side. Like at one point I wanted to be a, like going to culinary school. I wanted to do carpentry. It was just kind of back and forth. Anything besides doing my actual degree was of interest to me. And so, yeah, that kind of continued. I always had a hobby to pick up every year and stuff. And in terms of before Dakai, I mostly just did sketches, like just pencil, maybe charcoal sketches at max. So Koshi knows very much so that I'm not a fan of painting or especially acrylic paint. Um, I hated it. I was very passionate about hating it. And I said I would never touch it. Um, and then the pandemic hit. It just never clicked to me. I think it was just so much easier for me to do shades and all this other stuff with pencils versus colors. You have to get the right colors involved. 
especially with you know especially when you want to get in like the light involved the perspective involved and i was like that's just too much work and trying to come up with the colors just was too much stress and every time i i mean i did attempt it it just i just did not vibe with what i did so i just like yeah you know what? i'm just gonna stick to sketches um and then pandemic hit um i won't get in too much detail because you can get say side too but essentially what we were doing is that we got really bored and i was still looking for co-op and he was still doing his degree and we're like okay let's just challenge each other to different types of art styles um so we would just be like okay do this this week do this this week and then we kind of did it uh, i still hated acrylic painting at that point um and then this is kind of when dakai was kind of starting so we were trying to get a gift for like a friend of ours and then the issue was that getting like apparel related artwork and art pieces was really difficult in toronto there's not many like known artists that you kind of just go to so we actually deferred to someone in california they scammed us they took our money and never sent the shoe so coach 100% like i paid i think 450 usd and got 10 people to chip in because we were all equally broke and i had to somehow explain to them be like hey guys like my the money is not coming back um but we're going to figure this out so then coach and i were like screw it we can do it ourselves at that point i got a co-op job i pretended to have covid and i took like one to two days off and i picked up some shoes at like the shoe company um and then he had a spare shoe and he was like are we actually doing this and i was like yeah let's do it and then somehow i i don't know how to explain this to you it sounds very like like brown movie s like level of things but like it just <laughs> it just clicked that moment honestly it just clicked for me or i i just liked what i did and so i was like screw it we can do it we're professionals now <laughs> and then we eventually just made the substitute gift for our friend as well what was that first design what did you guys do uh i don't have it on me or maybe i do i uh, koshi you have yours on you i might um, oh I, well this I is super beaten it's super beaten up because i try to prove to people that you can like wear these no matter what like i'm telling you like the soles are gone um kind of beaten up but the artwork still lasts so i kind of did like the great wave uh, on one oh. side and kind of did like a rising sun on the other side that's so cool with or mm-hmm. without acrylic with with <laughs> with, with this is all paid the real yeah. question is <laughs> so i don't know how it clicked his is more insane uh yeah this was my first one it no was uh dragon ball z uh, inspired so piccolo on one side and then goku is on the other side and i just had a pair of these lying around at home and i was like oh it'd be nice to customize these one day and the one day came about uh, during covid so that's that's how i got to customize that but before we actually met up um i was studying kinesiology and health science at york and i was almost done my degree and then obviously covid hit so it took a while to finish up the degree so during covid um got really bored i was just working at a part-time job and um actually abby and i i think right before covid is when we met we used to play basketball we went to a couple of house parties together and that's how we just i guess connected over being around like the similar social groups and actually at one of the parties we bonded over playing cricket and we played cricket out, outside instead of like <laughs> instead of actually like like celebrating the person's birthday i was like and, was this at a party you guys were just playing cricket outside yeah <laughs> yeah it was back when i used to carry my cricket bat around cuz who knew when you wanted to play cricket 
obviously <laughs> like that's so natural right so he was like there's no way you have your cricket bat and i was like 100% i do and <laughs> i just pulled it out of my car and we're like let's go for it and yeah we played we played cricket for like an hour and then everyone was like oh where where are these two we're like yeah we we've been outside playing cricket so ever since then the, that day we just kept in contact and then over covid um and we were talking to each other and we found that we both had similar interests in the arts but we just never pursued it because obviously our degrees took up so much of our time and um as he said each week we tried to um challenge ourselves trying different art mediums and we started off with sketches um and then we did a little bit of pen work and then um one of the weeks we just dwelled into like customizing shoes cuz i i mentioned to him that hey like i have a pair of shoes i've been wanting to customize but i just never knew what the process was what the materials we needed and things like that so um i guess it's the silver lining where the guy scammed us and we got we never got our money back but i guess that was the reason why we started <laughs> Wow, that's that's so cool. Like just I I think both of you talking about that moment of you know, series of events unfolding kind of guiding you on this path and then also that clicking, right? Like where you're like, "Wait, yeah. this this can work out." So, tell me a little bit more about what that meant. So, you started off by, you know, wanting to design your own custom shoes being scammed. When did that turn into something that you wanted to put out into the world and offer as a service to others? For sure. So, um initially we didn't have the trajectory of starting our own business. We uh, like we just started it as oh, this is something we can do for this week's like, you know, art piece that we're both challenging ourselves to. Um and then once we started, uh we both really enjoyed the process of customizing and once we finished, I think we we shared it to like a few friends and family and all of them started encouraging us to like you know hey like post this on social media you'll never know like what happens with that so we we took some time we created our name we came up with a business logo and icon and we we really wanted to do it right so we we held a photo shoot for the shoes and then we're like you know what we'll set a date where we start posting and so we had a schedule that we we wanted to follow and we just started posting and then once we started posting we realized that people actually were interested in getting customs done and a few weeks later we had a friend reach out to us hey like hey here's money um i need something done we're like oh we didn't know that was an option of getting paid and so that's how it just started we we had we just posted something and we got traction from that that's yeah. awesome question so how did the how did you guys come up with your name um it was a lot of stress we went through so many different companies like like nike was like the we went through like roman goddesses and gods and then we went through like asian like um mm-hmm. like mythology yeah mythologies and stuff and then we started going to like so many and we started doing animals like koshi i think has the better sketchbook i don't even know where my sketchbook is but we just went through countless of ways of how other companies named cuz we're like what do we what do we even do and then i realized my name comes with two vowels and his comes with two consonants so we're like that can kind of work so i think we went like daki uh, dakai dakai came last but it was like daki adiki uh, uh, something i don't know I'm, i can't remember the combinations we went through a lot of combinations and dakai sounded the the, the best. least the best or the least worst <laughs> out of all of them 
um and it just kind of made sense it was also like his like just like daniel koshi abshik intern it also just kind of made sense like quarter wise and then we're like yeah that out of all the things we came out we're just like that one just sounds the best at this point so we went with that you know it's so funny this entire time like it just that's like as you're saying your story that's when i was like oh it's the initials (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean we didn't make make it we didn't make it too obvious either we kind of just said the kai and if someone realized it they realized the kind of thing but uh yeah the naming and the logo was the most stress uh i think before starting it wasn't even like writing the business plan or like figuring out what our purpose was and what our objective was and all that stuff no 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 coming up with the logo and the name was so stressful compared to the rest. Yeah, I think it's because um, we had a few friends like hone in on us and tell us that branding is like one of the biggest things about like starting a business. And so if we wanted to start it right, we had to make sure that, you know, at least we had something to show for it uh, in, in terms of branding. And the main reason why we wanted to stick with our name and our logo is because what we cater to is one of a kind artwork. And what's more one of a kind than just having our own names represent our brand, as well as our logo. Um, it's a fingerprint that has a shoe silhouette in the middle. So a fingerprint uh, essentially meaning that it's personalized to the person and no one else can recreate it. I love that. That's so meaningful. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting because you see it and you you take it for granted, right? Any logo, but then there's so much kind of thought and that personalization piece that you mentioned that goes into it. So that's really amazing to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Took I appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah, it took, us, it took us more than a week. I think it took us at least two something weeks just to like hash out all the details and yeah. and then to finalize all of it. It was so annoying, but and I guess it paid off. <laughs> so two things. One, maybe like a timeline of where you're at, right? Like how many how much time have you spent on this? And is this kind of like a full-time thing for you? Was it always going to be a full-time thing for you or did you make the switch? Um, That's one. And two, what does that process of customizing the shoe look like? Um, So like a kind of like how you started business timeline, but then also like a consumer timeline. If, you know, I want to get a sneaker customed out, how do I, like, what does that look like for us? Part of also growing your side business and it's like, you do need that source of income. We're not privileged where it's like, in the sense of like there is that generational wealth that people some people are fortunate to have right so i completely understand that like you know you do have to get that bag at the same time but you know finding that balance is i think where you guys are gonna you're gonna figure it out i don't know i feel hopeful <laughs> thank you I, yeah thank you i think it's gonna be good i just i feel like you're right and then also like all of us having a stem background i do think that further accelerates that mindset of like there's like that creative thinking piece not that I don't think you need like you don't need creativity in science I think that's how innovation happens and that's how things progress but it's just hard because I feel like we're used to thinking in this like binary manner and then there's this creative side to you that you might put aside for your schooling and to you know do all the math that you do and (laughs) Sam I don't know why that's on my mind and that doesn't necessarily allow that creative side to come out and I feel like it's so important to nurture that side of us too because I think humans generally are meant to be creative we're meant to be social we're meant to like do things outside of this binary way of thinking like if you think about it from like a nature perspective so yeah 100%. that's very true I mean this 
type of lifestyle was not curated by us. So um, but that's a whole other topic. But yeah. <laughs> it was curated by capitalism. <laughs> the process yeah. of customizing and purchasing a shoe. So what does that look like on the consumer side of things? So on the consumer side, for sure. Um, the process, it, it varies because um, there isn't a straightforward answer to this question because it all depends on the complexity of the design. Um, so when a consumer were to reach out to us asking for a specific timeline or budget for a, a piece, we always have to ask them exactly what they're looking for and if they did have a budget, what it what the budget was so that we can cater our design to fit within that budget. But typically what we do ask from all our consumers or our clients is we ask for about four weeks in order to get the customs done because for us, we need to purchase the shoes and we need to prep the shoes as well as customize. So customizing, it could take anywhere from 10 hours to 30 hours to customize a piece, but that doesn't mean we're working on the shoes 30 hours at a time. It's a lot of, a lot of times the prep work, it takes a while where we have to come back to it, dry time between paint layers, we have to come back to it. So if we, if we were to quote a, a client of ours for 30 hours, um, we typically we take two weeks to three weeks to complete that order. Um, on top of that, we also have to do our own content for the for the each piece as well as taking photos, videos, and any other social media pieces around it. So on average, we, we typically ask anywhere to four to six weeks, but if there was any time restrictions or time windows that they didn't need to satisfy, we can always um, discuss that in further detail. So is and, every uh, piece custom made? Every piece is custom. There's yes. no like repository of certain, like if there's like a Toronto theme line that you have, you don't have a repository that you kind of create. One of our um, business, like in our business model, we, we state that we create one of a kind custom pieces. So once a piece is created, it's created solely for that client and that client only. So if there was a client that came up to us and they're like, hey, um, I find this piece very interesting and I'd like to get a custom order for that. We, um, we typically let them know that this is a one of a kind, but what we can do is tailor a, a, a piece similar to that design. So they can have something that they have their own input in, or we can uh, stylistically change the design so that it, it fits their personality or their what they're looking for better. And the main reason we did that is because there's literally two reasons. One, fast fashion reseller market. Two things that we're heavily impacted by. now. Um, our whole thing, we understand, like in terms of fast fashion, we understand, you know, we're trying to get the cheapest clothing, <laughs> clothing can't be bought at $200, $300 cause where's the money going for groceries at a real Canadian superstore. But, um, <laughs> at the same time, what we wanted to tackle was the fact that like, you can get really nice pieces at a same price. Like you're going to spend $250 at Zara for a shoe. You can get that same $250 custom piece that nobody else is going to get and it's specifically made for you. Same thing with reseller market, what we hated, especially from shoe side perspective, and this was absolutely horrendous during the pandemic, was the fact that like a $200 shoe would go upwards of $1,500 just because one person bought 10 pairs. And then in Canada, it was even worse because the supply issue in Canada was absolutely worse than what it was in America. And so... We were just like, listen, you can get the same type of exclusivity that you look for in a hype shoe or a hype beast type apparel in a custom made piece itself. So that was our whole thing. Like we kind of wanted to, and 
man. Simply put, if you go down Bay Street, it is so great. Even during summertime, like it is so freaking great. Like fast fashion kind of aligns with one color palette and so does Hesse's culture. Kind of aligns with one color palette and everybody wears like white the panda dunks and a gray jacket. I'm sorry if I'm calling anybody out, but like gray jacket and a black turtleneck and like long things. Like that's kind of how I envision what Bay Street would look like. And the buildings are gray and most of the times if it's cloudy, it's even worse. So we kind of wanted to bring that kind of pop and color, you know, uh, that the two months of summer that Toronto gives us. So we want to kind of associate that with all of our, and so we started with shoes, but we've kind of expanded to other, like if it could be painted. We were like, I think we can paint it and then we kind of do it. So that's kind of the whole reason we kind of did like the whole one of a kind so that people can feel exclusive, but at an affordable price. As a fellow Raptors fan and for the listeners, <laughs> I know y'all name dropped the Raptors <laughs> earlier. <laughs> How did that come to be and what did you guys do? Yeah, it's crazy. So um, that happened sometime last year. Last year of August is when we actually got in contact with the Raptors. Um, <clears throat> what's crazy is that we had uh, a friend of ours, or actually no, it was a friend of mine that um, wanted a custom Raptors themed shoe done on a old pair of his. And I'm like, yeah, of course, like I can get something done. He's like, I'll give you the shoes. Just do something. I don't care. Don't show me the mock-up. Don't show me anything. I trust you guys. Um, just, just do something Raptors themed. I'm like, okay, perfect. You know, we have full range. And so, uh, we created a city edition Raptors themed shoe. So one side was the Dino Raptor, while the other side was the, the current Raptors logo. And created the design, it went well, he loved the design. And um, when we posted this on our social media, we posted it on TikTok and on Instagram, the video was atrocious. Like it, it didn't do any numbers. I think we had like five or 10 views at the time. And then over, I think a week, it like grew to like 200 on TikTok, which is like atrocious, right? We're no so bad at TikTok. We're so no bad one, at TikTok. <laughs> no one was looking at it. But um, one of the days, um, someone from the Raptors team messaged on their Raptors 2K account. So it's not the Raptors, but it's their 2K team, which is their esports league. They messaged us on, on TikTok and they're like, hey, cool customs. And we, we called each other and we're like, who, who are these dudes? Like who, like, who are they? Like, verified account messaging us on TikTok. And we're like, you know, let's shoot our shot and let's ask them, hey, like, if they wanted customs. And so we we messaged them on Instagram. We're like, hey, like, were you guys interested in customs? We saw that you commented on our one of our Raptors themed shoes. After a lot of back and forth, um, they're like, hey, uh, do you guys want to hop on a call? And so Abby hopped on a call and later we found out that they were very interested in the shoes and they needed five shoes done for their players within the next week. And we're like, oh, wow, we ask one shoe for four weeks. They want five shoes in one week. Abby's like, okay, let me get back to you, but I think we can get it done. So he called me. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. The thing was, they kind of left us on red, but I just yeah. want to add that because I'm salty about it. I... Uh, they left us on... <laughs> Call them out. <laughs> okay, uh, they left us on red. And then Koshi and I were going on a cottage trip. This is two, and I remember this, two days before the cottage trip, he calls out of nowhere. And he's like, hey, like, let's, uh, let's can we, I know we were, haven't been able to catch up with you, but do you think it's possible to like make five shoes in a week? Issue during that time, again, pandemic, screw Nike. 
I, you know what? I like Nike. Sorry if they're somehow listening to this. But, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but it's uh, they were like, um, it was a one one shoe per person policy at the time because they just didn't have the supply. So, Coach and I did a whole GTA all GTA tour of all the Nike and Foot Locker shops and Foot Locker shops, yeah, in in Ontario just to grab five pairs five pairs wow. i didn't know so this I, was happening at yeah all. i'm so out of touch what like one yeah, pair was, per person okay one yeah. one pair per person and so and and if you buy two it was non-refundable so they, they had this whole thing going on so we had to go and the other issue they just didn't have supply if you called nike or Foot Locker, they're just like no we don't have that size so i i told them like listen i don't know let me see if i can secure those five shoes for you and then i'll call you back we i I dropped everything. I was at a random plaza. I dropped everything, started driving. And I'm like, Koshi, go to this, this, this. I'm going to go here, here, here. Copped our five shoes. I called him. I'm like, we got him. He's like, okay, sounds good. And then we went on the cottage trip. Um, and he called yeah. us. You can continue. Sorry, I, I rudely interrupted you. But uh, called the no, cottage I wanted trip. to leave that in the background. Because, you know, it, <laughs> I don't want to say, oh, yeah, they left us on scene. And then... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they replied back to us but yeah essentially so we were able to secure the five orders and um we're like hey we can get them done next week um we're just going on a cottage trip so we went on a cottage trip that was planned months in advance and during the cottage trip they're like hey um I, I think he called abby again and he's like hey um can you hop on a call so he hopped on a call and he was like hey um so in addition to the five, we need 20 more pairs. And these pairs are going throughout the entire organization. So people that were working for the Raptors 2K. And we're like, oh, 20. We just had a struggle finding five shoots. <laughs> finding 20 is going to be impossible. But we obviously, we have to say yes. And we're like, yeah, we can get that done. Um, but in terms of priority, we're going to prioritize the five first. And then over time, we'll be able to get uh, the 20 for you. And so as we got the five done, um, they love the pair. We got to meet all the players that were playing for the, the the 2K team last year. And it was technically a going away gift that they were all getting. And so they all loved it. And after that, they're like, yeah, so I'll see you guys next week for the next 20 pairs. We're like, I don't know if we could do 20 in next week, but we can get you a few in, you know, in the next coming weeks. And so um, we were able to complete that. We then got a lot of traction where they wanted initial or sorry, another uh, set of like bulk order. And then from that, we had people talking within the organization and we got to, I, I, I guess, get connected with people from Live Nation where they reached out to us and they wanted custom ties for Michael Bublé. And we're like, oh wow, ties. We've never worked on ties before, but yeah, we can we can give that a shot. And they're like, yeah, are you sure you can? And we're like, yeah, no, you give us give but us yeah. the the budget, and we we're good. We're you know, let us know what to do. And so we were able to get um, customs done for Michael Bublé. And then Christmas orders came around where Raptors needed more shoes. Was able to get that done, and then it just trickled over into. 2023 which is this year and we still work with them i think we've done about 60 pairs for raptors GC. Oh, awesome so. way to go guys <laughs> that's that's so cool but i guess how do you then ensure the sustainability 
of what you're doing because there's two of you who are the artistic talent and the business and the brain like you're doing it all and there's only x amount of hours in a day so how do you then sustain what you're doing do you have to then cap how many orders you can take and is that a limiting factor it depends um for the both of us because at the time i was out of school and i was i think i just quit my part-time job to basically pursue this as full-time i had so much time on my hands where not so much time on my hands but i had a lot of time on my hands where i could dedicate a lot of it to the business and at the time i think abby was still in school and he was still i think part-time he's doing a part-time gig where he was able to dedicate most of his hours but whenever he could um but it was it's still a struggle because because it's just the two of us we can't outsource this to anyone else um so we had to take upon all that responsibility and it's basically during that time we didn't i think when we initially finished the first five shoes um within i think we had to get them done within three days because that's the time frame that we got because just supplying the shoes was such a hassle where within three days we had to work and finish the order but in those three days, I think we slept for maybe 10 hours because we just were working the entire time. And so it over over the course of like the last, like I say, eight to 10 months, we've been getting better at the process of, you know, customizing. So we do understand how to utilize our time and essentially block times for certain orders where if we did have other people that wanted orders we can we don't necessarily tell them no but we can let them know that hey we are in the process of customizing an order right now so um if you did want something it would just be pushed the next week or the week after just to clarify as well like to our listeners and myself and maybe Pallavi, like you guys are doing this by hand right like there's no machines being involved or anything like that okay everything's hand painted so yeah. wild to me okay <laughs> so they, like that's why like the time consuming part of it. Yeah, this is all done by hand. That's awesome. Yeah. To be honest, when we started, we never thought we'd be doing 50. So uh, to answer Pallavi's question from before, there's only one ever exception we've made in terms of mass producing one design. That was the Raptors one. One, because they had no, we tried, we even asked for like, hey, is there any way we can just add something a little bit different to each? Um, so what we kind of justify for ourselves is that that's exclusively to just Raptors GC. So we've had actually people ask us like, I really love your Raptors GC shoes. Can we grab one? We say, no, that's like, that's exclusive for just the Raptors GC team and their clients, like their team and whoever they want to give to. It's not in our hands. I guess since we're already on this track then, I was just curious in terms of like, what are some challenges that you guys have faced um, in terms of like, well, bringing this to fruition? um as you can see from my eyes and my face i'm so worried um i'm very doing everything forget the whole painting part i think painting is the least least like worrisome thing ever i think I, like i said maybe that one time that i didn't wasn't fully 100 percent behind my own design besides that i think for the most part you know 99 percent of the time we've been behind our own design so it's been very easy to paint i think once you're in that zone of like okay, this is what I need to get done to get this this design done. And you kind of mentally pace in your head, like, okay, I can get it done Monday this, and then Tuesday I can get this done. The painting aspects. It's the social media. Um, if you want to ever stalk us, you'll notice that we'll have a great month of posting, and then we're gone for three months, and then a great another month of posting, and then we're gone for three months. But it's like, I mean, what I can list, you know, bookkeeping, finances, figuring out what our next plans are, like, 
2023 we've been very fortunate for the like greater like half of 2023 where people approached us so we constantly had projects but as a business you can't depend on everybody coming to you you have to go out most of the time like it's balancing both like when do you when do you reach out when do you not reach out like okay how do we increase our margins how do we make this a livable thing the social media website website um i don't know like am i missing i'm missing things video editing like i'm not a video editor but now i'm a video editor uh making graphics koshi's doing photography uh talking to clientele cold emails like i like the list can go on um and as a small business and for us i think we're this is my perspective at least kind of a unique position we're in as a small business working with such large clientele this is not me trying to be like oh wow we work with thing it's so difficult because they have major expectations and usually don't give us enough time and we're such, like it's just me and koshi so it's like kind of like a fake it to make it kind of situation where we just kind of have to figure things out like we've done live activations and live events with three days four days notice like i went to boston and canada basketball called us and they're like can you be part of our event at younger dundas and i was literally sitting at the airport in boston and they said literally a week from now we need you to be there to do a live activation with like 2000 people coming through and i called koshi right before i'm like hey i'm about to get on the flight i'm a, apparently need to send in an application i'm i just said yes um we'll deal with this when i come back from boston and i hung up and I think I came back like Tuesday, Thursday and I was like okay yeah and then somehow we figured out. So like it's just a balancing of like you have to do everything. Like promoting yourself is one thing and and like especially when you're not like viral in the sense that you're just like off the, and we're service based, we're not product based where we can just shove our product and kind of ship it out which I'm not saying it's not difficult either because that takes a lot of process and prepping and stuff, but since we're service based and it's kind of a reactive based business it's we have to wait and sometimes we just don't know when and then the responsibilities that come with that is drastically different every time yeah i think one of the the biggest struggles when we started was we thought we could just be artists and that wasn't the case uh, we we have to constantly wear different hats where now we have to know how to deal with clients that you know aren't very receptive to what we're saying and then we have to figure out how social media works and things like that so yeah basically what abby said is one of the biggest key points or pain points for us one of the other questions that earlier on we touched upon a little bit but you guys noticed like obviously you did say like there's a lack of representation within the canadian side of things but even so um obviously from like a culture standpoint things like that how do you guys deal with it like how do you guys showcase that you know you guys can do what you say you can do and you know show up for brown folks as well out there um yeah I, i don't know if we necessarily have the answer for that particularly I, something that we like coach and I have only been this at this for a bit let's say two and a half years um and one of the main reasons we kind of got into it not it's not because like oh we felt like there was a lack of representation like i don't think that was our first, like we kind of knew like especially coming from our own households being in STEM and they're like oh are you going to do this full time oh okay interesting um like we got those kind of slide commentary like even like a couple months ago my cousin at a wedding was like oh you you do shoes right she's like but you're not doing that full time are you like that's crazy and i was like mm, yeah no <laughs> 
so like yes there's those commentaries and like kind of things that we have to be aware of and all that stuff so it's on our mind but it's not really a basis behind why we kind of started this and kind of do this at all like we kind of did it just because we were just kind of sick and tired with where we were at in terms of what we were doing or what we were studying and we felt like there was a better way to portray ourselves um when whatever that was um so we kind of started that and then obviously recently you know as we start doing more of these events and hanging out with more people we understand like you know there's a difference like how we it's not even the art specifically i don't think our art is like south asian inspired or anything by any means but just like how we go about running the business or how we go about like our trajectory of the business like even like for example like what i said earlier like koshi and i are considering like maybe we might have to pivot to like a nine to five job and just kind of have this on the side until this becomes a full-time thing some people that are not as ethically conscious or like whatever might not have to consider that at all um so it's like kind of those things like ba- the balancing act i think is the biggest thing from just being both south asian artists it's just we have to be we have to be conscious of our own internal pressure the external pressure and all of that that some people might not have to face at all um but in terms of our artwork specifically i think what koshi and i do a really good job of is that when we do curate a design for an, for a client we actually try to incorporate multiple like forms of art like what we do is we hop on google type in keywords and get some like images rolling and we kind of like create a board or we kind of pull from different images and kind of create one design based on all of that together so it's just kind of like a collage of ideas so that might come from asian inspired that might come from south american inspired whatever it may be again it depends on what our client is looking for and we can add that flair from everywhere um we try to do that um and i think that's helped us as artists as well because um we're there's no particular style for us necessarily we kind of just go with whatever the client wants and try to figure it out from there <laughs> So cool. Would you ever employ other artists under your brand as a collective? Because that could be so cool. Like if you have like a South Asian inspired line and then you're just kind of like, you know, I don't know. Just... Yeah, we we definitely talked about um, potentially hiring other artists and under basically our name and then having them work for us. And when we thought about that, we're like, yeah, like when that time comes, it's still calm and we'll figure it out. And then during this year we actually had the opportunity of hosting a workshop for kids oh, where wow. it cool. started yeah it started off as it's supposed to be a one day thing where they asked us to come in for one day and you're like hey like teach teach these kids how to customize shoes and show them that there's an option in the arts and let them know that you know this is something that they could pursue if they if they wanted to and we're like okay that's that's fantastic like we can definitely do that So when we came in to have the meeting with the director of basically the organization um he's like no scrap that idea we're not doing one day anymore we're going to do a whole 10 week program are you guys okay with doing a 10 week program we're like yeah you know you got us here might as well say yes right so we said yes and we're like yeah we can definitely get that done so over the 10 weeks we we basically sat down with about seven youth and we were teaching them the ins and outs of being a customizer so how to customize a shoe from beginning all the way to the end. And during that process, we were talking to each other and we we're like, hey, like this could be a great way to to, you know, have them work for us. Oh, like once they get better at the the skills and the craft that they and if they wanted to pursue it, um this could be a great way where we can leverage them to work for us and then 
obviously have them part of like our whole Dakai family and community. That's so cool. How do I join the workshop? I literally was like, oh, I want to do workshops. Go. I, in my head, I was like, can y'all do I want a workshop to attend. I will come I mean, to it. I will actually come to it. I mean, low key, we are trying to plan one, uh, but that's kind of in the works. We literally just started discussing about it a week ago and I'm starting to find things and, and also need money. So we're trying to figure that out. But besides that, we it's in we, the works. It's in the works. Once, yeah. if you follow our socials, you'll definitely see it. But we'll, we'll personally email you guys and let you guys know. <laughs> so, so nice. So you, so you guys know for sure. Yeah. Because I think, uh, just to tag on to what Koshi was saying, I think that's kind of the end goal. Like, it's not just about, like, we're not just artists. And I think that's the beauty of Dakai, is that we're artists and a business. I think art plus business is kind of what we do. And just, to be honest, if I were to explain what our business is, it's say yes and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> that's like kind of how we do it and I kind of want to show that to other people because I never really had that coming into university I kind of had like oh finish your first year second year third year fourth year fifth year or whatever and graduate and do this thing there's nothing like oh just do it and figure it. like there's not that that's also being creative like saying yes and figuring out that's problem solving that's that's a lot of key essential skills that you think you learn in university um, which I, I don't think I did but I learned more through this business than I did through my degree and so I wish I kind of had that like to be honest like at mac i wish you know at some uh thing i wish we had like a workshop night that we hosted via dakai and had students come there like I, it's a great even just from a hustle perspective it's a great high side hustle to have you know um you might not be earning crazy money because you're full-time school but if you're doing a one to two shoes a month that at least covers if you want to go out or something um it covers at least a couple meals for you um and it doesn't take too much and you're being you're able to be creative put an episode of like i don't know new girl or something paying for a little bit and you're good hey, we or, said new girl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so like i don't know like i wish these options were given to us much earlier like i think the talking about in our 20s kind of theme um i wish i realized this much earlier i wish it didn't take a whole pandemic to realize i can do something like even though i was always itching to do something like this um it was just like where was the push where was the inspiration i didn't really have that um so i guess that's where also representation comes in because i'm not really looking at a white person for representation i wish i can look at to like my cousin or someone i knew that did it as well then i that gives me a little bit more confidence because i mean the first thought is like how did you get your parents to be okay with this um so kind of if i had something like that someone like that then then at least the next generation i hope doesn't have to hesitate as much to do something like this ah, now so you're that cousin me. yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like when you're saying with the pandemic and things like that i know you see it a little bit of like oh i wish i did this earlier but like you also gotta look at it like the pandemic happened for everyone and not everyone was able to tap into their creative side but y'all did right so that's very true there is that aspect of it too, where it's like y'all could have also just Not binge watch shows like someone over here or something. You know what I mean? Like, but y'all didn't <laughs> do that. So I think there's also beauty in that too. And I think you guys need to pat yourselves on the back for it. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> Literally do it. I guess you went right into the question that we like asking all of our guests, which is what advice do you have for those in their 20s? specifically those who are nervous to try something new that's out of the norm. So you already kind of touched on it, but anything else to add there? Um, the only thing I would add to what Abby said was um, the, the dynamic that works well with us is Abby will always say yes to everything. And then I'm there saying, yo, like, did you, did you consider the consequences? Like, did you 
do you understand what you're saying yes to? And so the only at like the only thing I would add to it is like yeah like definitely try new things because you'll never know what's good for you and what what would stick for you, but also understand what you are or what you would potentially be sacrificing. So it might be time, it might be money, it might be um, whatever it may be, right? So just understand that with everything that you do try, there also might be a consequence, not necessarily in a bad way, but something that will also affect what you are doing in your daily daily life at the moment. So yeah, like definitely try things. I think um, there's no harm in trying because at the end of the day, you have to make mistakes in order to grow, right? And for us, it's not like we've hit every every step on the way and we're like, oh yeah, that's 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 exactly what we plan to do and that's what we we're going to do and no we've we've failed several times and we we're still failing and the beauty of this is being able to figure out how to change that and then figure out how we can move forward and so i can't say don't try because we tried right because this is this is where we are right now and and the reason why is because we tried yeah and um kind of on the same line of what coach was saying it's like emotionally taxing like i'll be like very real like it's it's very like not trying to scare anyone but like understand that it's it's emotionally emotionally taxing from this like for example like simply what coach was saying we're both running it like him and i see each other almost 24 7 okay the only time i don't see him is probably when i close my eyes to sleep <laughs> right so you have to get along with this person really really well and also be okay with the fact that you're not always going to get along. You guys are going to have different decisions and how you're affecting your livelihoods by these decisions. It's not just like you can have a disagreement and walk away. This disagreement can fundamentally change how both of our lives turn out. So you have to be okay with that. Right? You're not always going to see eye to eye. That's one aspect of emotionally taxing. Like Koshi said, you're going to fail quite a lot. That's also emotionally taxing. And like what I mentioned earlier, the external pressure of other people may not 100% like backing you up. Um, but at the same time, you have a lot of people that will back you up but it's so much easier to see the people that aren't backing up because you, they're usually people that you would want them to be backing you up. So there's that aspect. There's the aspect of your own internal pressure that you've automatically built from the age of zero um, that you want to be able to do well. You want to be able to succeed. And, you know, from a nine to five job, you know, you do your work, you get out and that's it. And as long as you know, you've done the work, then that's fine. But with this, it's kind of like there's trajectory involved with this and your whole aspect of your life. But is kind of at stake i don't want to make it sound bigger than it is but it kind of it is <laughs> so it's there's so many aspects but at the same time one thing that's so beautiful about this whole thing is that especially from the entrepreneur side is because there's so much on the line for you when things do go your way the high is high like i've simply said like uh for koshi like one of the biggest um shoes that he wanted to do for was Andrew Schultz, which we did like a couple of weeks ago and we gave to M like Live Nation. The funny thing was he, yeah, in, in May or June, Koshi was like, yo, we had to connect with Live Nation. I don't even care if we have to pay. Can we do shoes for Andrew Schultz and give it to Live Nation and be like, can you give this to him? And I said, yeah, oh. let me, let's like, let's, let's think about it or whatever. And then him and I were at a, at Wonderland at a, like a month later, a month or a month and a half later. And I guess we never talked about or discussed it. We should have, but we didn't. <laughs> and we get an email from right after we get our thing. And Live Nation literally emailed us saying, hey, Andrew Schultz is going to be here, you know, September, whatever. Can you please do shoes for him? 
No way. I literally looked at my phone, I pulled him and I showed it to him and we were like so blown away by that. Like oh it's a small thing. It was just an email. Like, and it's not like we've never worked with Libation. Like the probability is not impossible. Like it's just those small moments. Like when things do go your way, it's just like, it's so much more satisfying to be a part of. And like the people around us might not understand the hype when we like get giddy over like the smallest of things. But for us, it means a lot. Even if like our video does like more than 1,500 views, I call them like, yo, the video did more than us five views. Oh man, the next video is gonna do so well, and it won't. But like, it's just like those small things. I don't know. Um, I place, and we start placing like value on such small wins that like you start appreciating like smaller things, especially in the business. You know what? I'll support your videos. I'm gonna follow you guys on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not on TikTok. Okay, it's time. I need to get on TikTok. No, it's okay. We're, like... we're more on Instagram anyway. So mm-hmm. let me follow. Okay, so then I won't follow you. I guess. <laughs> like. What do you want? No, 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 you can't, you can't. I'm just saying like, we're, TikTok is such a sore subject for us that we're just kind of like, okay, it's there. Okay, well, let our listeners know anyways, what's your Instagram and what's your TikTok? So uh, all, all our social medias, uh, they go by Dikai Customs. So it's D-K-A-I-C-U-S-T-O-M-S, so Dikai Customs. And if they ever wanted to reach out to us, they can reach out to us on Instagram or even email us, which is dikaicustoms.gmail.com. Also, our website that's newly up, you oh, can yeah. book, a, book an appointment. So that's dkai.ca. So dkai.ca. That, it, it just came up. So we just literally posted it like two days ago. Wow, you're hearing it first here on Chai 20s. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the hard launch on Chai 20s. <laughs> um, honestly, thank you guys for coming on. We had such a great conversation and overall learned quite a bit in terms of your journey um and honestly the ups and downs like you said being an entrepreneur is not easy and i'm glad to see you guys kind of believing in yourselves throughout this process um and i have a soft spot for like artists just how it is so (laughs) now y'all y'all are doing your thing so i think that's really awesome and i like like Pelvi said we're all like stem people we get it we get the different aspects of everything in terms of what you guys were talking about so we're here to support in any way that we can as well. So just to let y'all know. No, thank you for sure. Thank you for having us. This is definitely one of the first. And so um, it's it's been And fun. it won't be the last, don't worry. It won't be yeah. the last. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was such an amazing conversation. I absolutely enjoyed it. They're such fun people and good vibes and good energy. Um, so overall, I know like even near the end, we didn't want to stop talking. So (laughs) we literally stopped recording and kept chatting. Like, yeah, no, we were like, oh, let's talk some more (laughs) about like, I feel like we kept going. Yeah, I know. Had we not had other things to do, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but no, um, I think hearing their stories and their, you know, journey so far is so inspiring and very cool. And overall, I think, you know, to everyone who's listening, definitely check them out. Um, and yeah support them as well because you know that's what we're about here is like supporting the community and um seeing what other avenues are out there for those of us who are you know second gen immigrants like in our 20s and just kind of figuring it out as we go at the same time so i thoroughly enjoy that and thank you guys again for coming on yep 
I could not have said anything better. I think you killed it there. Um, and with that, we would love for you to support them on their socials, but also be sure to follow us and um, not only on our Instagram, but also on Spotify or Apple Music. It really helps us out when you take the time to leave a review, a rating, um, and when you give us that follow, it's a simple act that can really help us grow and reach more listeners. And with that, we'll sign off and we'll see you next week.